everybody. I'm Amy. And I'm Brett. This is Still Not Ready, the Ready or Not podcast, dropping into your feed with your bi-weekly breakdown of another episode of our favorite Canadian teen drama from the 90s, Ready or Not. This week, it's all about season four, episode seven, Prince Charming. Ooh. How's it going, Brett? Good, Amy. How about you? Thanks for asking. (laughs) (laughs) I'm super stoked to get into this super cringy episode of Ready or Not. Oh my God, it's so bad. It's gross. Yeah, big time. Yeah, we had a couple of people on Instagram over at Still Not Ready Pod talking about how cringy the last episode was. And I was like, oh, just you wait. I don't even remember. Wait, Wait, what was the last episode? Oh, that was Sag, the girlfriend. The girlfriend, yeah. Yeah. When Sag and Busy got together, yeah. Right. So this is is really taking it to the next level here. It's an Amanda episode. There's a few uh, Amanda episodes coming up. Ah, yes. Like, I did a real, um, I need to know what's happening the rest of this season and next season. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like, the next one for sure is Amanda. Well, we get the start of what seems to be a pretty big storyline in this episode. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Which we'll get to. But this is an episode about having a crush on an older man, Brit. What? <laughs> did you ever have a crush on an older man or no. or did you ever have a crush on a teacher? No. I don't remember ever having a crush on a teacher. I see that's the thing. I agree. And I mean older men I mean celebrities maybe yeah. like the Backstreet Boys are a few years older than me yeah, so like if you can't die. Brad Pitt. But like I don't know do you call is that like a crush? No, like I don't think I'm going to date Brian Luttrell like I never thought I was gonna date him (laughs) and I think when you're when you're younger and it's a boy band it's not like an oh younger girl older man situation it's not the same like Amanda's only in grade nine and well okay we're giving a lot away but she has a crush on a teacher in my mind like my friends were so far away from like grown-ups like it was two very different things for me yes like you were in yes. your own world where you were a kid and then the grown-ups were in their own world where they were grown-ups yeah so like to me like mixing and mi- like i well, never ever thought about dating somebody who was a grown-up and like this is what i don't get about amanda sometimes for someone who's like so smart it's like amanda come like how do you not understand that your art teacher, who's probably at least 30, is not going to date you. <laughs> like, it's not happening. I mean. She's so naive. It's so silly. Like I know. For someone who's, like, book smart. Because in the earlier seasons, we were led to believe that Amanda was pretty uh, smart in school. And for someone who's so book smart and been through so much in life already, like considering her parents' divorce, some of the things that she like I know. believes in or buys into are so silly. So silly. I guess we say that. And I mean, how many scandals since have there been where it's like teacher and student? So, Well, that's the thing. I was sort of thinking about this. And now that I'm like an adult and I know people who teach... I mean, it does happen. Well, then the most famous one I was just looking up is that um, 
Mary Kay Letourneau. Yeah, and she like claimed that she was in love with him. They were married for 15 years and had kids. Oh my gosh. They were married until she died. He had like green hair or something. Is that right? Oh, maybe. He was like a punk kid and she was like a grown middle-aged woman. (laughs) But they were like together for a long time. When was that? Was that in the 90s or like early 2000s? It was 97. So how did she get away with marrying him? She waited till he was 18? She pleaded guilty in 97. So this was probably happening 95, 96. Oh, wow. It was in the 90s. Okay. Well, and I think she might have been cheating on her husband. Ooh, an added element of drama. Yeah, she was married. <laughs> <Wow>. Yeah. <laughs> oh, then she spent time in prison. Yeah. She has since died. Oh, she's dead. Did she die in jail? She got out of jail and then they got married and had kids. And they were married for 15 years. Yeah. Wow. Until she died. Wow. What a life. They obviously did love each other, I would guess. Or I guess you could argue that. I don't know. Some people might take one look and say they were in love. Another side is she was a predator. It's like that grooming thing, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah, she groomed him and then he believed that he was in love with her and blah, blah, blah. So it does happen. <laughs> yeah. It's more naive, I think, to think your teacher likes you when they're not doing anything to show you that. Well, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Except being nice to a student who seems to be going through something at home. Okay. Uh, let's, uh, let's get into this because we're already pretty deep into it. <laughs> And it's a really good one. But before we get there, a quick throwback to 1996, when this episode originally aired, and I've got a good one for you. Okay, hit me. One that hits close to home for both of us. Okay. Okay, May 20th, 1996, in Thorold, Ontario, which is close to where we both grew up. Yeah. A tornado swept. Oh my God, don't even. Oh my gosh, I got stories about this. <laughs> stories. Okay, so let me tell you, let me tell you the headline, okay? Okay. So the headline from 1996 is A tornado swept through a drive in theater, bringing down an entire screen, which just happened to be playing the movie Twister. Okay, but that's the rumor. That never was true. Okay, so, so. I grew up like a five-minute drive mm-hmm. from this drive-in theater. Theater. I went all the time. Did you go to this one? Oh, my gosh. I went to the drive-in all the time for screen. It's the best drive-in. Yeah. It's the best drive-in. Four screens, lots of options, mm-hmm. tons of food. But do you remember this story as a kid? Yes, I do. Are we sure it was 96? Yeah. Okay. I do because I was working at Merrittville Speedway. Okay. It was a Saturday. Okay. I was working at Merrittville, which is in Thorold, which is like a stone's throw from that drive-in. Okay. Was there a tornado? (laughs) Well, I do remember it being very, very windy. They were like, come into the office. It's getting dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. Merrittville's like a racetrack, so it's all open. But like the concessions, like where they sell food is kind of like, like enclosed. Okay. Right. Right. So anyways, it is a bit of a myth. Yes, there was a tornado that touched down in Thorold, Ontario on May 20th. Yes, it did damage one of the screens at the Canview Drive-In Theater. Yes, Twister was set to play that night on one of the screens. 
But when the tornado touched down, it was like earlier in the day. It wasn't. My memory of it was it was still light out. So it was like 536. And Twister just so happened to be set to play that weekend. But this was like a huge headline like all over North America. Like people knew about this. Because people were saying that the tornado hit like right at the point in the movie. Because in the movie Twister with Helen Hunt and Bill Paxton, right? There is a scene where they're in a drive-in, isn't there? So like people were, oh, or maybe not. I don't know. I could be like making this all up. It's like the uh, Mandela effect. But but there's like basically the rumor was like the twister hit the drive-in at like the exact same time that a twister hit in the movie. In the movie, yeah. yeah. So like it really got sort of blown out of proportion. Mm -hmm. Nobody was there. No one was there. No one was. You don't go at six o'clock. Yeah, yeah. The movies don't start till like 9 p.m. in the summer. So like, exactly. yeah, a bit of a myth, little fact or fiction for you or myth debunking on the pod today. I do remember it being windy. (laughs) It was windy. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember the exact day or like 1996 when there was a big storm or whatever, but I do recall several years later when someone was like, and this was like someone who wasn't even from the area said like, uh, did you ever hear there was a twister that went through a drive-in theater while the movie Twister was playing? And I was like, wait a second. I grew up near that <laughs> drive-in and I don't remember hearing about that. So yeah. it was a big story, but it's a it's a bit of a myth. Interesting. It's a bit of a myth. Yeah. Okay, Britt, let's remind everyone how gross this episode is with um, the synopsis. All right. We're on season four, episode seven, Prince Charming. Amanda is not interested in moving in with her mom's new boyfriend and instead develops a crush on her art teacher. Because it's either one or the other, right? (laughs) Okay, so this episode... Starts at a Licks restaurant. Which is a very Canadian place because Licks was founded in Toronto. Licks home burgers and ice cream. So somebody told me that Licks wasn't around anymore. Mm -hmm. The only one that exists is the one in Perry Sound. But they still sell Frozen. They Okay, so this is what happened. Someone was like, oh, no, that restaurant isn't around anymore. They were like a franchise, but now they're all gone. And I was like, that's not true. They still exist because there's one on the way up to our cottage. Like, I know for sure that there's one. And then when I Googled it, like the Wikipedia literally said, there's only one left near Perry Sound. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We read the same Wikipedia. What is the <laughs> Yeah, but like you were saying, it did start in Toronto. It's like a Queen Street West location. So they probably shot it at that at that licks, that founding lick. No, I think this is the one on Eglinton because if you look at that Wikipedia, they have a photo of it and it looks like the exact same. I mean, I guess they all look the same, so what do I know? The one on Eglinton there's a picture of? Yeah, in the Wikipedia. Oh, yeah, there's only one left. There's only one left. Mm-hmm. I would have, if, I mean, I would have guessed there was still tons of them everywhere just because I see that one licks all the time. I know. On the way up to the cottage. Interesting. I'm not sure I've ever had a burger from there. You've never stopped there? 
We stopped there, but there's like a couple other options oh. there. So I never really go for the, <laughs> I never really grab a burger. And well, maybe you have to now. You probably have a coupon. Now I, oh my gosh. But Amanda's not super impressed. So it looks like Phyllis's new boyfriend, Stephen, is taking the two of them out for dinner. Like you said, he has a coupon. Mm-hmm. And Amanda's complaining about how cheap he is. I wouldn't qualify this as like going out for dinner. This is like grabbing a bite. Yeah, yeah, fast food. Yeah, and he's got a coupon. (laughs) In Steven's defense, I actually think Licks was legit. Like it was fresh, never frozen. Yeah, right. Yeah, like it was made in-house. You get this experience. The staff sing. They make their own ice cream. So I think like as far as like a fast food hamburger place, I think this was like a top one. Yeah, but she's not impressed. And – And I will just say this, usually when you shoot a scene of something in a restaurant, they like change the branding, but they were like all out. They didn't say Mm -hmm. licks, but they showed the logo. They showed the outside of it. They showed all the branding on all the cups and everything. So they weren't veering away from it being a licks restaurant. And then Amanda's digging into the restaurant. Like, I thought that was interesting. They're like, oh, yeah, we'll let you shoot Uh, here. But your characters are going to just like say that they don't like it. I don't know. Well, I feel like. I, I don't know. I didn't grow up in Toronto, but considering this was founded in Toronto on like Queen Street West, which is like a famous street, mm. it's an iconic place in Toronto. So that's probably why they wanted to shoot there. there. Yeah. I'm surprised Amanda wasn't like, I'm vegetarian, Stephen. Oh. That would have been like such an Amanda thing. Like, oh, I can't eat this. I'm vegetarian. Oh, uh, we haven't gone down that road with Amanda yet, though. Busy was a vegetarian for a hot minute. Oh, right. That's right. But it does feel like an Amanda thing. Yeah, it does. I bet you she will be vegetarian at some point before the she end of this. something <laughs> stupid like that. Not vegan, because vegan wasn't in yet, but maybe no, vegetarian. Because cool yeah. Nina goes vegetarian, probably. Yeah. Amanda follows. Okay, wait. We should mention that Like, Steven is rich. Like, he's a successful guy with, like, this cool loft that he lives in downtown Toronto. Yeah, which we don't fully know any of this, though, really. No, we're just finding this out for the first time. But Amanda's like, he uses coupons. Yeah, why do you think he's rich, Amanda? Well, I was thinking in my head, like, he sounds like a catch, Phyllis. This sounds like a great guy. Yeah, exactly. So Amanda's already cheesed about the crappy dinner. And then... For some god-awful reason, Stephen decides he's going to bring up the idea of them all moving in together right? at dinner. Yeah. Something him and Phyllis have been talking about, or so it seems, already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Him and Phyllis have decided it's happening. But I thought it was kind of gross that Stephen was the first one to ask Amanda. Well, I find it strange, too, that it's like, Amanda's never been there. Amanda's never been there. That makes no sense. Yeah. So Stephen not only wants them all to move in together, but he wants those two to move into his cool downtown artist loft. And he has kids as well that are there every other weekend. Every other weekend. Yeah. So there's like this blended family aspect to it. Mm -hmm. But I thought like, I don't know, Amanda, at least go check out the loft. It's got to be better than your like purple people eater apartment. Yeah, but did they? I think they painted. <laughs> Remember, it was all purple. Yeah, but in the last scene, 
in the last scene of this episode, it's like it's like more neutral. <laughs> I'm like, wait, they painted. They got rid of the purple and the yellow. I think the way you broach this is like Stephen has them to the loft for dinner. You're there. You've seen it a few times. And then it's like. Sell her on the loft first. Yeah. Not ask her. And then say like, well, it's it's pretty yeah. cool. But I was disappointed that we didn't actually get to see the loft. I wanted to see what the loft looked like. Oh, we will. Oh, we will. We're going. We're going. We're headed to the Not loft. Not this episode. Not this episode. But I thought, like, Amanda, at least go check it out. At least go check it out. Yeah. So Stephen's played by Carl Pruner. And he's in 13 episodes, so... Yeah, I think... I'm not going to spoil it, but when I looked ahead, like, I think in the fifth season, he's in a lot. He... Well, Phyllis seems pretty smitten with Steven. Mm-hmm. He's the one, she says. Also, I feel like... Wouldn't it be exciting to be like, oh, my God, my mom's boyfriend is rich. I'm going to get so much out of this deal. <laughs> I'd be thinking... I'm going to get so much out of this deal. Well, cool place to live. I certainly would be interested in checking out the loft, especially yeah. if she didn't have to be rezoned. If she, <laughs> if she, <laughs> well, she most definitely she, won't be rezoned. Just have to keep her dad's address to still go to the school. Or <laughs> That'll be a whole episode. Uh, okay. So obviously this whole idea has caught Amanda off guard She's pissed. She storms out of Licks and takes the bus home. Mm -hmm. And then we meet Prince Charming, Mr. Sark. Andrew. Andrew, as Amanda calls him, played by Jesse Collins. So he's in two more episodes. So he's the girl's art teacher, busy in Amanda and Nina. Did you take art in high school? Hell no. Oh, no. What'd you take? Drama? I did drama. Oh, I guess I had to have an arts credit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I killed it at the drama. Killed it in drama. I killed it in drama. <laughs> so did I, actually. Because we had the option. It was music, art, or drama. I took music in grade nine. Oh, you did? And then I think I took drama in grade 10. What did you play in music? I can't remember. I mean, I've played a few instruments in my time. Really? Piano, flute, baritone. Oh, you would play the flute. Just like Nina. Yeah, we do find out that Nina plays the flute this episode. Nina would play the flute too. Yeah, so he's their art teacher. So Mr. Sark is like quoting Francis Bacon, who I had to look up in Google. I didn't even bother. Okay. There's an English philosopher named Francis Bacon. Okay. There's also an Irish-born artist from the 1900s, which I can't believe I'm saying. He died in 92. But I think that's who they're talking about, the artist, because he's always talking about art. There's like an Irish-British painter. Francis Bacon. Never heard of him. Mr. Sark is quoting him to the class as they draw. Right. What's the quote? Something about... Deepening the mystery through art. Yeah. He's trying to inspire them as they draw trains in perspective. Mm-hmm. So Busy's complaining because art class was supposed to be an easy A, but Busy, why didn't you take music? Yeah, I don't get it. But maybe you <laughs> That sounds like an easy A for a musician and a drummer. I think sometimes you just take classes that your friends take. 
because you just want to hang out. I know, but you'd think if she's so interested in being a musician, she would have gone down the music class route, obviously. Maybe she's also doing music. Music and art. Wow. Lucky. So there's also a guy in this episode who, like, has a thing for Busy. <laughs> He's kind of he draws her pictures of art supplies office 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 supplies yeah he draws he draws her pictures of like stapler removers and then leaves them in her locker what's his name i forget his name lipman yeah Yeah. lipman (laughs) i think it's cute i would i would be kind of impressed if somebody did that for me but she thinks he's a creepo Amanda's moping around about her mom. Monkey Ears is here in this episode. So Monkey Ears asks Amanda to the school dance coming up. Mm-hmm. And this is a big part of this episode. She says yes. And it's supposed to be like sarcastic or something. I didn't get that. Yeah. He obviously doesn't get the sarcasm. And even as a viewer, you're going like... Uh-huh. She doesn't want to go to the dance with him. Why she say yes? The other thing I just want to point out is he says the dance this weekend. So when he someone says this weekend, what day do you think? Friday? It's got to be on a school day, no? I assume Saturday, but then we'll get to it. Let <laughs> okay. that, that simmer. Okay, okay. Yeah, so Monkey Ears now thinks he's going to the dance with Amanda because her sarcasm doesn't work, doesn't come across. Okay, so Mr. Sark then leans over Amanda's shoulder. Mm-hmm. So Sark, like, couldn't be more of a 90s dad with his, like, V-neck sweater and, like, pleated green pants. I know, a blazer. <laughs> yeah, the blazer comes in later. But the yeah. pleats in the pants, the front of the pants. Mm-hmm. He leans in and is being, like, super supportive and nice about Amanda's drawing even though she's not following directions. You can't follow directions in art. Well, she's not really, like, doing what, like, are they supposed to draw trains or something? And she's drawing. Well, track. I think, like, the tracks are supposed to be the perspective, and Amanda chooses the sun as the diminishing perspective. Oh, I hated that shit. I hated that shit. <laughs> so I never took art. Never took art. So he's being nice, But Amanda's like really vulnerable right now because she's all upset about possibly moving in with Phyllis's new boyfriend. Mm -hmm. So Amanda briefly contemplates moving out on her own (laughs) as a 14-year-old or whatever she is. And I love how Nina's like, you have what, work at Burger Barn for 10 years? And I'm thinking that's when a rent for an apartment was like $300. Yeah, but student wage would have been like $4.95 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, no, when I started at McDonald's, I made $4.95 an hour. I'd get like paychecks for like $35. (laughs) Oh, heaven. That really sucks for you, Amy, because my first job, I was making seven sixty seven. Oh, holla. 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 Yeah. No, but Nina, like, really gives it to her because she's like, uh, you know, you need money to move out, basically. Right? <laughs> like, oh uh, you need money for that, Amanda. You can't just move out on your own. Yeah. Okay. Later after school, it's, like, all dark in the school. Amanda comes back to Sark's classroom where he's 
in the dark in his classroom looking at slides or something. Oh, I just wanted to point out if this was 2023, that teacher would have been up out of their chair so fast, turning on the lights and opening every single door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's just like chilling in the dark with a female student. Yeah, so let's set this up because this is where I think she decides she wants to marry her teacher. So it's dark. It's dark in the classroom. And he kind of says like, oh, you're here late, which triggers her to sort of say like, well, I'd rather be anywhere but at home right now. Mm-hmm. So he kind of takes a good cue as a teacher and he says like, Oh, like, is everything okay? Right. And then they both start talking about their divorced parents. They throw a few more Francis Bacon quotes at each other. And then he touches her shoulder. Yes. Yeah. But in like a way to go kid way in the dark. Well, this is the thing. You'd be like <laughs> on opposite ends of the classroom with every door, window, and light on in today's day and age. Yeah, big time. Big time. And then um, it's kind of funny because they get interrupted by a female teacher that comes to the door mm-hmm. and asks if he's coming to a meeting right. or something like that, right? So he he's not like, oh, 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 I'm not doing anything here. He's like, okay, bye, Amanda. Turn off yeah. the lights. When- yeah. He turns on the lights and then tells her to turn off the lights when she leaves. I mean, there's nothing inappropriate going on whatsoever, but it just that doesn't happen today. To look back, I'm sure they're trained a little bit oh. more in don't you dare have the lights off. <laughs> I know. I'm sure there's a lot of like, you should never be alone with a student. Full stop. Yeah, don't come in the classroom. Yeah, like it's in the hallway. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, what is happening in this next scene? This is the car scene. Oh, right, right, right. Amanda and her mom are talking in the car about moving in with mm-hmm. with Stephen. They're driving, and then Phyllis pulls over. They have a bit of an argument. So Phyllis like says, like, oh, he's the one. Amanda says she only likes him because he's rich. Mm-hmm. But then she just pulls away and like continues to drive. I don't know why that needed to even be in the car. Like, couldn't have that just have been like at breakfast? At their place, yeah. At their house. Like, I don't know why. Should she pull over? Cause she's like seen such a heated argument or conversation that she needs to like show like ooh, no arguing while you're driving it'll distract you like it's not like she's making so. a phone call or something like amanda's in the car with her <laughs> yeah. i'm yeah i maybe the you just want to challenge yourself as like a director i'm like let's do a car scene <laughs> but they probably couldn't film driving like you know when they film in like sitcoms when they're supposed to be in the car it's like we know you're not in the car yeah like, it's yeah so bad. it's super green screen right? my favorite yeah. thing about those scenes is how whoever's driving the car is constantly looking over at their passenger while they're high right. and you're going like look at the road oh my god look at the road right <laughs> So this way, it's like, cool, we could get a shot of the car actually driving, pull it over, actually film it. It's real. (laughs) And we've saved so much on our budget because we don't have to get one of those, um, like the ladders. You know how sometimes you see in those things, it's like a ladder on the ground. and Yeah, like a track. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, track. Yeah. (laughs) Or a green screen that they have like 
cars moving in the back and they're like pretending to drive you know those like super fake driving scenes where it's like yeah they're just moving the wheel back and forth and you're going like that's not keeping the car straight yeah they should have just at breakfast had this conversation amanda storms off to school and scene well it's really funny when you like really start to break down episodes and like really start to think about everything that happens like when they pulled away after having the conversation, it was as if I was in, in anticipation of where are they? Why did they pull over? Like, is she at school? Is she going to get out? And then they pulled away and I was kind of like left hanging. Like, wait, what were we doing? Why did we pull over? From here, does it just jump to Amanda and Busy walking? Is that the next scene? Oh, well, hold on. Because while this car scene is happening, we get the daydream sequence right right right, where amanda's daydreaming about marrying mr sark Mm -hmm. he's coming to her window in her bedroom in a tux with like flowers and she's just like (laughs) i don't have you ever seen that movie say anything maybe it sounds familiar 80s john cusack and it's like the famous scene where he shows up at her house with like the boom box above his head okay yeah and it's yeah. playing that song um whatever your eyes and now it's like oh yeah everyone just comes to your window or comes to your house to like make this big huge romantic gesture i don't know man <laughs> like does that happen in real life like your boyfriend comes and like is throwing rocks at your bedroom window yeah but when that happens you're just gonna like sneak out and like do all the same things that you could do during the day. I'm just saying it doesn't happen. <laughs> it just doesn't. No, no, it doesn't. Well, it definitely doesn't now because they just text you. They text you and you come out the front door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So this is this next sort of funny scene with Busy. Right. So yeah, they do after the car pull up and then pull away thing. They go right to Busy and Amanda like walking up to school Mm -hmm. or something the next day. But this is funny because Busy approaches Amanda about the whole moving in thing. Right. Yeah. And Amanda's like, wait a minute. I never told you about that. And then we find out that Phyllis Mm -hmm. approached Busy and said, like, could you talk to Amanda about the moving in thing? Yes. Which is like a brutal move. Like, do not do that. Okay. But could it have come out in a different way? Because Phyllis would have assumed that Amanda blabbed. So could it have been like, oh, Busy, like, oh, Amanda's not home. Like, do you think she's doing okay with the prospect of moving in? And then Busy's like, "Uh, what are you talking about? Yeah, because Busy said something about, like, I called you, but you weren't home. And then, like, your mom wouldn't let me go sort of thing on the phone. But I was surprised that Busy didn't just, like, call Amanda right away and be like, uh, your mom told me to try to convince you to move in with Stephen. Like, I feel like why is she like, pretending? Yeah, that should be the first part of the conversation mm-hmm. instead of like, oh, so what do you think about moving in? Yeah, I was surprised because Busy does do that weird thing that happens in TV shows all the time in this episode where she reminds the audience that they're best friends. Right, yes. There's several things that she says in it where like, oh, well, we're best friends, so you should have told me that sort of thing. And it's like, we yeah. don't need to know that. Like, we already know that. You know. It's uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got it, Bizzle. But throughout the episode, Amanda is like always hanging around in Mr. Sark's room. Mm-hmm. And then at one point, she steals a note on his desk that says, symbol as meaning. 
What's that about? I don't know. It's just such an Amanda thing. Like, ooh, a memento. A memento. That's obviously what it is. Oh, no. But then she's like, later on, she's like staring at it, like trying to figure it out as if she's like, you know. I mean, maybe. Maybe she's trying to figure it out because it could be like a real, like, way to connect. Like symbol as meaning. Yeah, exactly. She's mm-hmm. trying to figure out how to bring it up later without him knowing that she just like stole something off his desk. Yeah, exactly. Okay. During one of these like random hangouts in his classroom with just the two of them while she's like helping with the paintbrushes, she asks him if he's going to the dance. Right. Which he is as a chaperone. Mm-hmm. But now Amanda thinks she's going on a date with him. I understand having a crush on your teacher. <laughs> I understand like maybe daydreaming about like, oh my gosh, maybe one day we'll I'll get married. But like, this is more than just like, oh my gosh, I have such a crush on him. He's so cute. Maybe one day we'll, she's like in it. Like, oh, we're moving in together. I don't have to move into this law. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, this is her plan, her life plan now. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, I guess that's like part of the vulnerability in this episode, right? Yes, because I guess maybe she's in a place where she feels like she needs rescuing. And then, well, that's this whole Prince Charming thing, right? Like he comes to her rescue mm-hmm. at just the right time in her life. Here comes cute teacher. You know what I was thinking when I was watching this? Remember hot teacher from season one? Yeah. I think I like thought that he was the teacher that Amanda went down this road with. Well, he should have been over Andrew. Because I, <laughs> you don't like Andrew. <laughs> He's fine. <laughs> He's such a dad. He's such a dad. But um, I think even in one of those episodes that that teacher was in, I said like, oh, I think this story goes deeper with Amanda. Like, I think oh. there's like, I think we get into something. But I, I was thinking of the wrong teacher. You got confused. Okay. So Amanda wants to go to the dance that only seventh graders go to. Right. Okay. Busy says that. Busy's like, oh, yeah, yeah. It's like lame. Like, why do you want to go to that? Only losers, seventh graders go there. And it's like, Busy, how do you know that? You just started at this school. So remember, this is a seven, eight, nine school. Right. Grade seven, eight, nine. So. Maybe if you were in that school for three years and you got to grade nine and then like maybe you wouldn't be going to dances. But if it was your first year of high school, grade nine, like you are at those dances, right? But was this like the first dance of the year? There's probably been other ones that we just haven't seen. We haven't seen any other dances, but sort of seems I feel like we would have heard about a dance. This seems like first dance. Yeah, we we haven't. I guess not. Nope. So Amanda's in her room and she's like practicing talking to her teacher at the dance. Oh my God. I think I did this before. <laughs> no. She's like staring into the, into the mirror, like going like, oh, you think I look good? Thank you. <laughs> I think every teenager did that. Ooh, I don't know that I did that. Maybe not in grade nine, but like probably in grade seven or eight. And like maybe in grade nine. Conversations with yourself in the mirror. I would say I still sometimes have conversations with myself, not like in this context, but like maybe sometimes for work if I'm like practicing like a presentation. Yeah. 
Yeah. I will say I say it out loud. Oh, you say it out loud. And then you're like predicting what they might ask and what you might say to their questions. Or maybe not that far, just more what I'm going to say. Okay. (laughs) And like even when I practice teaching like for a spin class, like I sometimes be saying things out loud while I'm doing the class like. While you're practicing, while you're running through it. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. But Amanda is, so she's talking to herself in the mirror and she's having herself a glass of Pepsi Cola. I do like this scene. I think it's the best one in the whole episode. In the wine glass. She has a wine glass. Yeah, well, that's, I love that. You know what? Sometimes having a club soda in a wine glass is so good. She's feeling super adult now because she's wearing her mom's little black dress, which is like yeah. very mature for grade nine. Oh, yeah. Too much. And she's drinking out of the wine glass. But I, I sort of missed the – the. well, I think it says – it doesn't say Pepsi, but it has the Pepsi logo. And it says it like – cola. It says cola on it, yeah. Yeah. But I missed the can in the first shot because it just looks like a glass of red wine. And then her mom comes in later and I'm going like, wait, everyone's okay with Amanda having a glass of red wine? <laughs> I thought it would have been good. She's just like feeling super adult and having a glass of red <laughs> wine mind. as a grade yeah. nine. That would be the last choice if I was going to drink in grade nine. Yeah. yeah, so she's wearing her mom's dress. She's super revved up about her date with her teacher to the dance. Big time. <laughs> So Amanda has convinced Nina and Busy to go to the dance with her, even though they're like totally against it. Yeah. And sorry, I do want to just backtrack a couple scenes because <laughs> Amanda's like sitting by her locker and then Monkey Ears is like, pick you up tonight. Yeah. So the dance must be on a Friday. Mm-hmm. But I feel like you wouldn't have said, are you going to the dance this weekend? This weekend. To me, this weekend does not imply Friday. You would have said, are you going to the dance Friday? Friday. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But obviously either I'm reading way too into this <laughs> and it was always a Friday or there was just like a slight, you know, timeline mess up. Anyways, back to it. Yeah. So that's a good point because Monkey Ears, he's fully thinking that he's going to the dance with Amanda and she's like, yeah. uh, what are you talking about? And like, mm-hmm. as a viewer, I'm going like, Amanda, you told him you were going to the dance with him. I, I don't know. That's sad. <laughs> so he's disappointed. But everyone ends up going to the dance. Amanda convinces Busy and Nina to go to the dance. And Amanda has let on to her friends that she's interested in some guy that's also going to the dance. But nobody knows that it's her teacher They yet. say the name Aunt. And no, at this point, does she say Andrew? I'm not sure when she tells okay. them his name is Andrew. But at the dance, yeah. Yeah, they do find out. They name find is, out, yeah. but yeah. But they want to check him out. They want to see who she's crushing on. Obvious. Busy can see it in her eyes. She knows that look because they're best friends, as we get reminded of yeah. over and over again in this episode. So Mr. Sark finally arrives and he's looking good in his jeans and his blazer. <laughs> He buys a Snapple from the refreshment stand. This is like the lamest dance ever. It's got a lot of decor though, eh? But like there's like five people and they play like the same song the whole time we're at the dance. It's like, ooh, la, 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 la. <laughs> a lot of la lying and ooing. Yeah. 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 No, the same song is playing for the whole dance scene. Yeah, the whole time. The whole time. <laughs> So Amanda like rushes right over to Mr. Sark. Uh, They're throwing quotes at each other again. It's super lame. The night is young. 
Oh, who said that? Like you've never heard anyone say that, Andrew. <laughs> yeah. Did somebody oh, say God. that? I wanted oh, her to say, what? but so are we. Oh, but just me, <laughs> not you, Mr. Sark. But actually it ends up working out for Amanda because she asks him to dance. Cringe. Right. He says no. Super cringe. Big time. But then she throws out this stupid bacon quote, I think, again. It's another bacon quote. And she says, if we begin in certainties, we shall end in doubts. If we begin in doubts and we are patient, we shall end in certainties. Oh, lame. Okay, Amanda. <laughs> Did you Google it? I wonder if that's a real quote. Do you think that's a real quote of his? Well, I'm sure if you Google Francis Bacon quotes, it has to be if he's a real person. <laughs> Francis Bacon quotes, I didn't. Imagine like all the quotes from this episode are like the top three or four <laughs> that are in the Google search. Francis Bacon. No, there's a ton of talk about this bacon dude in this yeah. episode. I've never heard of him as like a... No, no. You just have to put that quote into Google and it will tell you. We'll figure it out. We'll figure I'm it out. I'm not seeing it on like the first uh, <laughs> first few scrolls here. If we begin in certainties, she tosses it out. She's memorized it. But I have to say, it's an impressive move that she came like fully loaded with her quotes yeah. In case he said no to dancing with her. Like she had one right, right, loaded right. up and ready to go for when yeah. he said no, he wouldn't dance with her. I do actually think like the teacher dancing is like kind of cool. Like I think it's kind of a neat idea. Like, oh man, this dance is like kind of lame. Okay, DJ, put this song on. And then the teacher goes and gets like all the kids together. <laughs> Except it's the same song that's been playing for the last 15 <laughs> minutes. So they dance. They dance. Actually, the one thing that happens in this conversation before they start dancing is Amanda discovers how old he actually is. Yeah, because he says he's been teaching there for eight years. Yeah, since she was six. Yeah. She does the math. Yeah. So the dancing is so bad. So, so bad. They're the only ones on the dance floor. He kind of recruits a couple others. Well, that's the thing. She gets pissed about that. Yeah, yeah, she's mad. He's doing his, like, two-step in, you know, like, mm -hmm. he's got his elbows at 90 degrees and he's shimmying his shoulders back and forth. I don't know what she's doing. It sort of seems like they told them to dance and then added the music later. Like, they were kind of... Oh, probably. It, there was no, like, beat. They weren't, like, hitting any beats. Like, it was <laughs> awful. The dancing was awful. It was so cringy, that whole... Yeah. That whole bit was cringe. Yeah, so he does. He starts, like, sort of recruiting. Like, he's, like, getting other girls to come on over and dance with them. And Amanda's, like lost it now because she was sort of on cloud nine when they were dancing like she's like waving at busy and nina like hey look at me here's my guy we're dancing oh man so she gets pissed about the other girls coming oh no but then monkey ears like cuts in and yeah she has to slow dance with monkey ears mm -hmm. and during this time she like sees over <laughs> monkey's shoulder that um, he's like canoodling with this female teacher again. And I think the right. teacher like touches his arm or something, mm -hmm. which causes Amanda to run out crying. Right. And <laughs> this is funny because first of all, Amanda, 
you're not dating Mr. Sark. And second of all, it's not like, well, it's not like she just saw him kiss that other teacher. She just like touched his. Yeah, but it's like obvious they're like a couple. Well, it it is, but it's it wasn't like a major like, you know, she didn't catch them making out or something because she's I like know. inconsolable. She runs oh out. Oh my gosh, she's like, a bit ridiculous. She like then, can't even breathe. Yeah. She's so upset. And that's when like Busy and Nina figure out who she's talking about. Yeah, so they clue into like, oh, that Andrew. Mm-hmm. So Busy runs out after Amanda, but I love how Busy handles this because she skips right over the whole like, are you an idiot? He's your teacher conversation yeah. and goes right to, oh, he's just not your type. Yeah, that's the supportive friend you want, though. Like, oh, my God, did you actually think he'd be with you? You don't really want to hear yeah, yeah. No, I thought it was a great move for Busy. Although I do think there was a time in your life, like, don't you think if you had found out? So, who was your favorite Backstreet Boy? Brian. Okay, so if you had found out that Brian had a girlfriend, you probably would have been crying too. No, no, I wasn't. I, I do remember being upset because Brian was the first of the Backstreet Boys to get married. Okay, and he met his wife on set of. Oh, it was one of the videos, one of the super early videos. So like you could like watch them falling in love with each other. It's even worse because you're like, but I could have been like an extra on the video that he could have fallen in love with. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, I have a mug. My sister gave it to me like a few years ago that says I was supposed to marry a Backstreet Boy. So I can see like why Amanda's upset, except I actually think Amanda's a little too old to be like this upset to find out your crush has a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Yeah, like she's reacting as if she just saw her boyfriend making out with someone, not her teacher get his arm touched by some other teacher. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a big scene. It's a big scene for the Amanda character. So there's one more scene where Phyllis comes in to wake Amanda up the next morning. She's sleeping on the floor beside the couch for some reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this is where I kind of noticed that the walls were no longer purple. Okay, I didn't even pick that up. It's a more sophisticated beige color on the walls. Maybe Phyllis painted in anticipation of wanting to sell the joint. I was just going to say. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I was just going to say. So we get one more conversation about moving in with Steven. Sort of seems like Amanda might consider it by the end of the episode. Yeah, it's a nice, like, mother and daughter bonding, you know, laughing about her as yeah, a kid. Yeah, they end on of, a good note. Yeah, it was nice. Amanda doesn't like coffee. Mm-hmm. The end. That's it. Cute little episode. I love this episode. I love this episode. It's setting stuff up, I think. Like, there's plots going on that, like, don't come to full fruition yet. Yeah, like, I don't think we get more of this whole Mr. Sark thing. Although, he's in two more episodes, right? Well, he might just be their teacher. Yeah, yeah, he might just be their teacher. But, I mean, we're not going to move on with this. Like, she even says in that final scene, like, no, it's it's over between me and Andrew. Because she's talking about mm-hmm. this thing with her mom, but her mom doesn't know it's her teacher. Exactly. No, I like it. I like it. I think Mr. Sark. It's a good episode. Yeah, Mr. Sark seems like a half-decent guy. 
Oh, he seems like a nice guy. I mean, if you were like a teacher in the 90s, I would think he would be like the hot teacher at the school. Oh, yeah. He's a great guy. I don't know about all those like bacon quotes or whatever, but sure. Okay, everybody. We're more than halfway through season four of Ready or Not. Whoa, it's going fast. So we're on to episode eight family album and for that episode we're bringing back ready or not blogger melissa Ooh, right exciting she moved out east she's been gallivanting around the globe but we tracked her down to come record another episode with us i mean we're so important you'd stop your travel plans you'd rearrange your flights Obviously. I I'm pretty sure she like canceled like a few legs of her tour to come yeah, back so she could record an episode with us. No, no, none of that is true. She's happy to come back. We'll have her back for episode eight. It's called Family Album. So hit subscribe or follow. You won't want to miss that. Find us on Instagram at Still Not Ready Pod and let us know. Did you ever hear the myth about the twister hitting the drive-in? Did you ever have a crush on a teacher? Did you go to dances when you were in grade nine? Thanks for joining us. Until next time, I'm Amy. And I'm Britt. And you've just found out we're still not ready.